I'll ride back with some grow talk. Got my DGC work outfit, man. Scotty, I got the DGC Wake and Bake Rooster with my Greenbeard 420 inspired DGC little, little work hat there. Yeah, and, uh, nice. You don't have much of a hat game yourself. I, I kind of get, I wore this back when we were hanging out. I was there last week and I was traveling with this hat and I was looking at sure. the front. It's got the white foam and it's getting pretty dingy. And I'm like, when is that not acceptable in public? And I think I was partially inspired by the old Dukes of Hazard, dude. I mean, I love the mechanics. Show the picture here. Oh, Cooter. Come on, show Cooter. Look, look at Cooter's hat. I uh, see. Uh, it's not that your hat's going to get past the point that uh, you can wear it because it's dirty. You actually just need to collect your first oil stain on your hat for it to be like cool. Uh, I'm telling you, I knew this kid in high school had resin stains all over his jacket. Like he cleaned his pipe and it was just on his jeans jacket. And you <laughs> never wanted to have him come to your house. <laughs> you don't really have a hat style. You don't really do a hat game yourself. You know what? I used to. And um, I noticed that I'm getting less and less hair as the years go on. So... I'm fucking savoring it, man. I'm savoring what right. I got, man. I'll have plenty of time to use a hat, man. Guru, actually, for the first time in five years, showed up without a hat yesterday. I did. I had to steal one for a minute and wear it to record the show. Uh, I'll get there, man. I'll get there. We are going to talk about growing cannabis in just a moment. I'll end the hat talk by saying, yeah, you can wear a lot of different styles out there. Back when I was in high school, it was like the... Who could curve it the most? I uh, put and it in my like, pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or have the, torn the up, other side. The torn up bill part to look really worn and cool. Now you can just buy shit worn and be cool. You know what I mean? It's pre-worn. <laughs> oh, I don't want to bother to wear it. Okay. <laughs> Fender, Fender, the, the like guitar company. Oh, sure. Literally has a series of guitars called Road Worn Stratocasters where like they could take a brand new strat, beat the shit out of it, Ooh. and then sell it for twice as much as the like American okay. standard one. I mean, but any skateboarders out there know that having a brand new skateboard and showing up with a brand new skateboard is like weak sauce. I've seen people get a brand new skateboard and just start scuffing it up and scratching <laughs> it up immediately, man. Well, let me tell you about today's show, guys. We're going to talk about growing cannabis, and we are going to learn in public. I guess that's what I say. We've got grower questions built off dudegrows.com. That's where you can anybody can go over there, log in, post your own grower questions, and join the community. A lot of great people helping out. Uh, today, we have a Dank Nug, Sour Sunshine by Best Coast Gen X, and this is posted by Growing Insane. And Sour questions. Sunshine. Sun, dude, we had sour sunshine last year. This exact day last year was the day that it was just red. It was completely red out because the whole place was All covered in smoke. It was some sour sunshine that day, bro. Uh, also, VPD for Perpetual Auto Grow by Jedi Greg. Talking about a lot of times we're changing VPD depending on what phase of growth. But what if you're always in perpetual? Got things in all phases of growth. Man, now you uh -huh. got me burnt out on VPD. Remember you were burnt out before, dude? Yeah, yeah. Now you because are getting it. Because there's temperature and humidity. All we want to do is do the proper temperature humidity if we're trying to get well, people this is to that grow. Yeah. Okay. This will go into that. Exactly. Um, hungry outdoor plants sitting in a wet pot. Posted by Mushy Fungi and Organic PK Booster by Tree Smoker. That sound like a Pearl Jam song? Was it uh, hungry outdoor plants sitting in a wet pot? 
Uh, yeah, it could be. <laughs> the wanted to also get into uh, our grows. Scotty's grow actually JR Tokens grow as well today. See what's going on in Mr. JR Tokens grow. Dude, I'm working on like bud dreadlocks, man. Can I pull it off, man? Like sideshow Bob <laughs> style. <laughs> that looks pretty good. I doubt like it. Uh, before we hop into the show, dudegrows.com forward slash support you DGC producers making the show happen. When you sign up over there, ten dollars a month, you're gonna get access to the DGC members page where you can order free seeds from Seeds Here Now, some Best Coast Genetics, today's Dank Nug, 30% off Real Growers Recharge, and the giveaways, which I like, Scotty. I like creating the giveaways. We just gave away, shout out DGC Steven, congrats, an HLG 350R, but right around the bend, guys, I have a gut feeling we're going to give away a whole grower hookup or like a system. It's going to be a grow tent, a grow light, a fan and filter. Scotty might throw some recharge in there. So kind of like a whole a whole get, get something going. Cool. Um, you guys that will be announced over on Patreon uh, when that is up and ready for you. And otherwise, thank you so much for the support and making this show happen. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. All right. Ready to do, do Twitter at all? Come on, man. No, I'm thinking about getting Twitter just to follow OJ. OJ, oh, OJ, OJ Simpson the, uh, is on Twitter. It's the most fucking surreal thing I've ever seen, man. I might have to just harass OJ, man. Still looking for the real killer, OJ? I would say fair enough, but not fair enough. Complete waste of your time. Value every day you have. You never know when it's your last, Scotty. Want a quick example, just out of weird news? Somebody today in Vancouver died at a McDonald's while reaching out to pick up their credit card that had dropped out of their vehicle. The vehicle kept going. They got pinned between their door and McDonald's. Done. God. Yes. Really oh weird. Oh, my God, dude. That is fucking like, what is that, final destination shit, man? That's weird. Seize the day, my friend. F Twitter. All right, hey, dude. That's what I'm to- saying. That motherfucker. The last thing he thought about was having the delicious McDonald's meal. He's like, "Fuck it, I might not live till tomorrow. I'll eat, I'll eat the burger today." <laughs> <laughs> he did not get to enjoy. All right, our anticipation. By- hey, when it comes to McDonald's, the anticipation is the best thing. If you could have either the minute before you eat McDonald's or the minute after you finished, I think you'd rather be the minute beforehand. I haven't eaten fast food in years. Maybe we'll talk about the weirdness of the Chick-fil-A line in your town on next Wake and Bake, okay? Uh, it's not Chick-fil-A. Hold on. Don't get these confused. It's Cane's. No, Chick-fil-A gets them. you through that line fast. I thought he was going to say it's not Chick-fil-A. It's Chick-fil-A. Come on, little <laughs> Al Sharpton in the house, man. Sour Sunshine by Best Coast Genetics, posted by Growing Insane. All right, Dank Nug looking super dank here. Let's get into it. What up, DGC dude, Scotty, Guru, and the gang? How's it growing? So this story really begins a little over a year ago when I became a Patreon member during my second indoor grow. I got, thanks for the support. I got sour sunshine as my free seeds and fell in love. It has that gassy, skunky, OG type, sweet, musty basement smell, and it's strong. I don't know about any sweet, musty basement smell. I kind of do. I do know about the must smell, yeah. Okay. It's a good producer. As you can see, it gets pretty when hit with some winter frost. This is my second time growing, and it even made some F2 seeds of it myself. As it is my first time breeding, I did have some contamination in the flower tent. It was only minor and ended up with some nice crosses. Sour sunshine crossed with fog, blue kush. Sour sunshine crossed with grumpy F2 from Canarapo. And sour sunshine crossed with cushage, cushage from TH seeds. So all accidental, but I guess it's working out. It's really cool that people are playing around that it's so easy to breed. You know, it's easy, so easy to take. Hey, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I guess you're it's right. 
I didn't say it was easy to be a great breeder, to do to reliable, you know, breed reliably, but to get seeds to pop is easy. You can do it on accident. So if you can start there, what a pain in the ass it'd be if you're like, oh, I can never get seeds. I try all the time, but the seeds never show up. At least you get seeds. You just got to play around with them, play around with the genetics. <laughs> got to keep that smoke in here. Mother-in-law's visiting. I was going to smoke some hash this episode, but I'm like, no, a little way too smoky. No, I have to put it in her food instead. Uh, Only got a little. Right. Let me hit the grow style here. This is grow talk. Grown in organic amended soil, coast of Maine lobster compost, and bumper crop soil. So bumper crop soil would just be like from his other crop, like basically. Mixed no, that sounds like a brand name to me. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, bumper crop soil builder, you're right. Base with perlite. Foxhorn fruit and flower dry amendments. Build a soil craft blend. Gypsum Jesus. alfalfa. Um, very enriched. I dig. It says fed build a bloom once a week as well as recharge once a week. Perfect. And a tea of earthworm castings and alfalfa. How do we brew alfalfa? It's as easy as earthworm castings. I know earthworm castings. I'm just putting them in there in a little stocking at the bubbler and that's it. Alfalfa. <sighs> same gig. I would think. I mean, that's the only way I know to brew stuff, man. Guru, you got anything? Because I know there's some more people that get into the, uh, what is it called with the vortex, man? Oh, you're, you're talking about changing the bond angles of water and the memory of water. Yes, and doing, exactly. That's, exactly. of course, what I was talking about. <laughs> Do, right. Doing like vortexing compost Hebrews. Those are the best and like most microbially active ones. And vortexing water does have some just weird scientific properties to it. So, I mean, there's some truth to it and then some like uh, hippie voodoo shit, too. But as far as uh, alfalfa meal, trying to get that tricanthinol out of there, it doesn't matter how you brew it. Do you want to brew it in a uh, in a bag? You know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, no, just any of the ways to brew it, as long as it's in there uh, being aerated in the water um, and have some microbial action going on. And, get and that, tricanthinol out. So that is the idea behind the alfalfa, strictly is the, to get that tricanthinol PGR, uh, basically. That is the, like... Growth hormone. Yeah, the, the main idea is to get the growth hormone behind it. It does have some light MPK to it, too. Gotcha. I dig, I dig. Thanks for the post there. Growing insane, and your flower looks insane. It looks beautiful. Absolutely. It. Sure does. It's like I said, that's where it's almost ornamental. I could so see that in just a bouquet with some, like, some other, you know, flower here, some tulips or whatever you will. Maybe some lilies. I don't know. Uh, how long, man? How long do you see that bouquet going? Like, in the, <laughs> I bought a flowers in the grocery store. It's ten bucks. I want a big CBD bud in there. Yeah, exactly. What'd you buy flowers for? I just like them. That's all. Okay. What are you sexist, man? A dude can't go buy flowers, man. Is that what's going on? No, you can. Just the key to buying flowers is buy them when there's no apparent reason to. Okay, that's the key. Yes, I just yeah, I like that flowers in the house. All Except, right. you know what? I did. I looked at those. I'm looking at all the pretty colors. Then there's those blue ones. And you just know they just sucked up dye, man. It's just yeah. blue dye <laughs> they sucked up. I'm like, no, no. Completely unnatural looking. Yes. I didn't know they had that fluorescent green color in nature. Right. I don't care how unnaturally they grew my sunflowers or roses. The blue plant, the blue flowers are too much. Oh, we got VPD for Perpetual Auto Grow by Jedi Greg. Says, hey, guys, about to start my second grow. First one was three years ago, and I want to have a one tent perpetual auto flower grow growing in a four by two, or you could call it a two by four, planting once every three weeks in three gallon pots. Since there will be every stage of life in the tent at the same time, I was wondering what the best VPD would be. I was thinking to keep a range of 0.9 keep, 
APA to 1.3 KPA, but not sure if that'll work. Thanks is for the knowledge. What is KPA? Kilopascals? Kilopascals. Uh, uh, atmospheric pressure. Gotcha. So gotcha. like you said KPA. earlier, Scotty, we're just going to give a, for this is a one part, which people do try to have maintain one temp and humidity range because they either don't have the environmental equipment to F around with VPD because you do have to have control of your environment to be able to control VPD. In my opinion, if you really want to uh, control VPD, you need a humidifier, a dehumidifier, an AC, maybe not a humidifier potentially, but, and you need to have your environment in control and to have all that and probably CO2 as well can add up for your tent. And this so, all matters how big your room is, how sealed it is, and how many plants, how many gallons of soil you have that's staying wet in there. And one of the more important things is how many gallons of water are your plants drinking daily? Because that's a good uh, guess at how much they're transpiring daily, too. How long I've reached the point in a grow that I took care of and then also in my own grow, but it didn't last. To, it was like I forgot what phase of growth, but it's where I was using the water off the dehumidifier to water the grow. Sure. That's the only water I needed for like yeah. it was like a two week period almost. And then it changed and I needed to I'm add noticing, water. I'm noticing the same thing. My grow is the first time I've had like a very well built, well sealed room. And it's amazing. Yeah, the water you pull out of the dehumidifier is almost exactly the water that goes into it. And think about it. What's left? A little bit of water that actually is broken down to make the plant material? It's pretty it's cool when you think much. about it. It's like that water has gone up through the roots into the plant. The plant has used the nutrients and then the water went the water went back out the stomatas of the leaves. Is that correct, Guru? And then now the dehumidifier is taking it. Yep. Yep. I yep. like it. I like it. And don't tell me, I've heard comments, people like, don't use that water. It's dirty. It can have contaminants from the air. And I don't know. I have never had an issue using dehumidifier water for watering my grow. And I've so done it many times. That's a, the dehumidifier, like theoretically, the water that comes out of there uh, should be completely just pure water. It's depending on like the filter material that's in the dehumidifier and if it is dirty or not. Yeah, it's dirty waters or the, the storage container, a lot of stuff. But uh, theoretically, yeah, that is just pure water. All I need is theoretically. But, you know, man, the dehumidifier, that's a slime spot. And I've seen some weird stuff come out of the hose that are dehumidifier before. <laughs> you know, I think that's what they're talking about. Well, what is the ideal here? We've got a little off for this guy. I mean, what would give him 70, 70. Or, seriously, I run a uh, perpetual harvest as well. Having great results with 70% humidity and about 82 degrees. And I did pull up the Pulse VPD Under a CO2-enriched environment, under LEDs. Got to mention these things. CO2-enriched environment, under LEDs. Yeah, and I'm just looking. Looks like um, just out of the green there, the, the perfect zone. So I'm at 0.8 VPD, and that's at 81. 0.9 VPD at 82. So doing pretty good there. And I'm telling you, I have really good results. Uh, I will say I try to keep my, I don't know if you can see this one, but I try to keep them kind of clean underneath. You know what I mean? To, yeah, totally. So just for, I mean, this is never an ideal situation when you're trying to run a perpetual and you're trying to keep VPDs in there. Um, general recommendation for flower is 1.2 to 1.5 KPA. Uh, kind of, it's, it's up to you, realistically. Do you want your veg to be more on point? Um, or do you care less about the veg and more about your flowering growth? With autoflowers, honestly, it might be the veg you care more about to get the plant bigger before it actually goes into and start flowering. 
Um, but if it were me personally, I would try and keep that at like 1.2 or 1.3 KPA just the whole way through targeted at getting good flower and growth on everything and should be good to go. I'm, I'm looking at this chart. So it looks like 1.2, 1.3 is all, all the way down to like in the low 60s, mm-hmm. you know, even 60% humidity over at 82 degrees, maybe at, uh, at, uh, yeah, about 80 degrees, I would say you're. Just that I would I would much rather have the good targeted VPD in flour uh, than be uh, compromising too much towards the veg side of everything and just running into problems with bud rot and things uh, with really high humidities late in flour with stuff is just not something I personally would want to deal with. Right. Um, so keeping more in line with uh, uh, the flowering VPD just for your entire growth, it's not going to have that detrimental of effect right. on your plants that are not currently flowering. Um, but you're going to have much better uh, flowering growth from the plants too, if you, if you can keep it in that range. I grew beautiful plants, man. 82 degrees, solid 82 degrees. And I did up it from 65 to 70% humidity fairly recently. But between there, I've had great results. I don't want to say anything about PM, but uh, I need real wood to knock on. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, it seems as long as you keep the plants kind of where good airflow is going through them between that 65, 70 percent humidity and uh, like I said, right around 81, 82 degrees. I'm having real good success and I have a veg and a flower. Excellent. I will say if you want to see any of those charts, actually cloning, shark, VPD, veg, and bloom, check out pulsegrow.com. They got some great charts. They got a bunch of good info. It's probably one of the best sources I've found for understanding and looking into VPD. All right. So shark there, man. Good comments, man. Good comments. This one caught my attention from GrowBro. All right. WTF, you guys talking about? What are we talking about? Says 800 ppm. That's for my clones, because I've said many times I max out typically at 800 at the most in my grow. I might be missing out on some strains a little bit, but overall, my plants always seem really happy. Hey, um, you ever you ever tax WTF? It's like a, it's like an art, man. Yeah, like WTF are you talking about, man? That's something if you say, what the fuck are you talking about? But texting it, man, I've noticed it doesn't go the same. See, uh, you will be much better received with younger people if you leave the W off of the WTF and you just put like TF you talking about. Remember I wanted to get thefuck.com? You did. Well, yeah. did we this ever is, get that? No, it was like 1200 by this D-A-F-A-Q, thefuck.com. This is a comment as a complete example of you don't have tone, body language or anything and you can take it however you want. But let me tell you what the PPM Robro is running says early veg 1200 late veg 1800 early flower 2200 and late flower i'm at 3000 parts per million not even getting tip burn and that's on the 700 ppm scale so there's two scales right guru the 500 and the 700 for ppm uh yes and realistically use ec ec is the more accurate one um it, yeah, it he's takes mad. it takes the scale out of things Use EC, not PPM, because then it leaves nothing open for interpretation. There's no wrong way to look at it. It's just EC. And that's what your PPM meter is reading. When you stick it into water anyways, it reads EC, and then whatever it's programmed to multiply that by to get yeah, PPM. So. Dude, don't be pulling the PPM shit, man. You're going to upset GrowBro. He says, okay, also, really newbie to be talking PPM without even mentioning if you're using the 500 or 700 scale? That's why these dudes talk instead of show you their garden. Now, how do you know he said it like that? 
Come on over to my channel. See for yourself. 800 PPM, bruh. Um, <laughs> that's a little, that's a little, okay, I got it. Yeah, I'm not really, uh, I, this guy's, what it's, do you, what do you measure in your runoff, bro? You grow better weed than Jaron? Cause I just talked to him, man. He's about a thousand, uh, the strongest is Athena that commercial guys recommend or that real growers recommend, which is about 1500 PPM, three EC. Maybe there's strains that can take more. What were you going to say, Guru? I was going to say, I just got to say, you do things right a million times. And then this guy obviously hasn't listened to a lot of our old content. We talk about the 500 to 700 scale hundreds <laughs> of times in past episodes. We don't do this one time and he lights us up for it. And bro, bro, I'm mostly bullshitting with you. I'm, I'm mostly I, also, I don't want to I will busting balls out. Small say, rebuttal man. to that. I have seen the SOPs for the Jungle Boys. They run like up to eight EC uh, latent flower on stuff. It makes no burn. sense to me, man. Uh, it's think of it like a drag racer where they're in a room where like light is not a limiting factor. CO2 is not a limiting factor. Unless genetics doing... is not their limiting factor. And they have stuff they can deal with the salt stress. Still don't make no sense to me. Unless you're talking about that crop steering stuff where they're just dropping the tiniest bit of concentrated nutrient on uh, at the right amount at the right time using the tensiometers and whatnot. There's no, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that like, uh, I'm obviously not firsthand, secondhand, because it was like through Instagram and YouTube, but I have seen them run ADC on stuff. And I'm not saying that I agree with that in no. any ways. People should be running like uh, 800 to like what Jaren's saying, a thousand parts per million on stuff tops. You guys um, know what they call people that think pouring more on is the solution? The jungle boys. Morons. <laughs> But yeah, I, and also if you're running that high in EC on stuff, like, dude, you're wasting so much fertilizer. Yeah, I mean, if you can grow really good weed with a thousand PPM, which we all prove, Jaron proves it. I mean, come on, man. You're going to tell me that you're because you're pouring 3000 PPM on. We, we don't know what we're doing. Well, uh, I don't know, but I like the conversation. And yeah, I'm always on the lower end, especially with microbes, man. When I'm running microbes, making my nutrients more available, um, never, I've never hit a thousand in years. And I've had excellent harvests as well. I don't feel like I'm missing out on much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know what to say. You know That's what fine, I mean? We're good. I don't, I don't know what to say. Let's go to Hungry Outdoor Plants Sitting in a Wet Pot by a Mushy Fungi. Okay. Says, hey dudes, I love the show. Keep it up. Thank you. We will. We will be keeping it up. So I have a few outdoor plants down here in Zone 9B, Scotty, in South Florida. Where's Zone 9B in South Florida? So, <clears throat> zone 9B is Fort Lauderdale. I think basically from Fort Lauderdale to Tampa. All and then right. there's a little bit of it's actually cool. Once you get into 10, that's the tropics, man. That's like Miami down. And that's why homestead is such a huge growing area because they can actually grow tropical plants down there which is really a trip one of the only places in the country you can do that tropics for some reason you reminded me is the movie called tropic thunder <laughs> will we ever see anything like that again <laughs> you're not even allowed to mention it i don't think. <laughs> okay but I, I think it's been I, scrubbed from I, the earth. How did Robert Downey Jr. get away with it that? Did and like not catch any flag. It didn't happen. Is it because it was satire? He's got Keanu Reeves' agent. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me take it back to the girl talk. So, so Zone 9B, South Florida. My plants are looking real hungry. 
but they have very wet feet due to all the rain we get daily. I really need to feed, but with all the rain they get hit with, I'm worried about root rot and other problems that come with wet feet. The right. girls, Tropic Moon and Tropic Lightning, both from Ocean Grown Genetics, shout out, are in 25-gallon fabric pots, and the mix is 70% cocoa to 30% perlite. So they just flipped in a flower. Can I feed a concentrated mix of nutrients? No, please don't. Something like, well, you're talking about steering or something, but anyway, something like a normal amount of newts with way less water. Will that burn the roots or is there a better option? Any info? What's up? Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that I use cocoa. I've used cocoa and perlite before. It is really hard to overwater it. Especially with 30% perlite in there too. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. It feels funny to you know, water it, then have it rain and have it be heavy. That is the cool thing about cocoa, particularly cocoa and prolite, is it does hold a lot of air. So I think you can get away with uh, what, you know, giving it some nutrient, watering it with nutrient, even if it rains that day. Definitely We're, not going to be as detrimental as if you were in soil for like, for sure. Man, um, I can even see per, it with- Perlite and cocoa holds so much uh, air in there. I have some three gallons that I transplanted into those five gallons and uh, the five gallon hempy buckets or real buckets, whatever you call them. And Banner gave them to me and it's in that really heavy organic soil. Man, they're performing like shit compared to the cocoa. Cocoa will allow itself to have some wet feet as to where peat, not so much. I got some grow hacks. One, just in case if you know it's going to rain a bit or rain systems coming through. If you don't have covering for your plants, they always talk about trying to come up with some type of shelter. You can cover the soil surface with like an upside down saucer with a slit or some way for that time frame. I don't think we'd have any issues, Guru, if somebody's in a nursery pot and we cover the top of the soil, are we going to suffocate the soil if it's on there just for the period of rain? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely Like not. a garbage can lid or something like that when a plastic garbage yeah. can, and probably a paint can. Ready available in a lot of places. I like to grow, if I'm in a fabric pot or even in nursery pots, on pallets, man. It's almost like a nice place for the water to run off and not have a wet spot on the bottom of the bag if you're prone to being wet a lot. It's just something I like or some type of mesh material so they can drain through. And uh, But yeah, otherwise, you guys say, give it, if you are going to water and the soil's already wet, if you can wait, if your weather pattern's going to bring a nice few sunny days, do it then. Try and do it at least when the sun's out for your plant. You know, I like to, sure. it's when it's going to start performing and uptaking more than obviously without the sun. Dude, think about what time of the year it is and think about being in South Florida. Me and you both hang, hung out in South Florida for a few years. It's sunny. It's hot as hell right now. You know, it, well, I would imagine that water would be evaporating quick. At least I would think so. Well, see, that's uh, the catch-22 of Florida there. Uh, there has right. to be space so... in the air for water to be able to evaporate into. You are it's right. why your sweat uh, doesn't work that great to cool you down when you're in the tropics somewhere yeah. because there's so much water in the air already. It doesn't have that much vapor pressure on your uh, the sweat that's on your skin to make it evaporate. Um, so it's harder. We're like out here in Colorado. It is very dry. When you sweat, it evaporates off of you and gives that effect of evaporative cooling. So, I mean, it really just depends on how humid it is that day for how much that plant is actually going to be able to dry off. You said vapor pressure. That is such a trip, man. The vapor pressure, that just the, the two words together where it's just vapor, like water vapor and the pressure of it pushing against you or the plant. Uh, that's a trip, man. That is science. Hey, I want to shout science out the, cool. the comments. Thank you, Shonuff, Maestro, Rasufa, and Stone Root. Um, some of them are mentioning nutrition here. This makes me think, 
why would you have this issue if you just had some grow dots up in there, you know, or any type of nutrition in your soil already? Because as the rain's coming through, nutrition's going to sure. be released in an amended soil. Um, <clears throat> that was Stone Root was saying, I suggest you you rely on dry newts mixed into the media instead of relying on bottles to feed your outdoor. Sure. So having the nutrition already there, that'd be money. You wouldn't have this problem. I will say, man, now that I think you mentioned the grow dots, I've been doing experiments just to see how much a plant will take. And I have done like triple the recommended dose and I haven't fucked up the plants yet. I hope that guy's not right. It's kind of harsh mm -hmm. on him. <laughs> JR is also, JR Token is going to be doing a trial with the grow dots as well. Excited to hear some results because he will no bullshit it. He will definitely tell you what's up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not super worried, man. <laughs> Uh, I hope we helped out there, mushy fungi down in South Florida. And I do miss the storms down there, man. Remember when I used to mountain bike down there? That's where I learned to mountain bike in the afternoon storms. You knew they were coming. And I like that lightning strikes and shit. Wait, I got to... Dude, people get killed by lightning a lot. Every year. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, everything in South Florida will try to kill you. The coconuts will kill you down there. You know, <laughs> uh, Dude, what mountains did you learn to mountain bike on in Florida? Way to be like that. <laughs> just they, curious, had trails, just hey, they had trails with logs laid across them and stuff like that. Come on. What do we have? Quiet Waters, Markham and Park, Markham. Was that one. Markham Park actually had a couple rocks. Are those are those are those like because the only mountains I think I've seen in Florida it's driving through? Well, no, it the the dumps where they like pile up all the trash and they maybe get like 50 feet of elevation on there. Dude, would that surprise you if like the best mountain biking trail in South Florida was at the old dump? That's <laughs> <laughs> so perfect, right? All right, I'm taking it back to grow here because I got to shout out to realgrowers.com. Hey, all right. Get yourself some recharge, as Scotty said in an interview with Sunny and Bectopia. No, I don't know who that was. You said, hey, they pay us. Hey guys, recharge does, does pay the bills around here. It's a great product. Um, realgrowers.com coupon code dude amazon prime real growers recharge you can yell at your phone get it prime uh and yeah man tell me all about it scotty give me your elevator pitch uh, my elevator pitch is it makes growing easy i, I like that to... that's true i was just over in my grow yesterday and i can't remember who i was with but i was literally taking basically like a hose i opened the valve on it and i'm just watering my plants and i'm like cool i do that when they need water, maybe, you know, whatever, every other day, sometimes a little bit, a little bit more and more frequently. And then once a week, I just pour a little bit of recharge in a watering can, pour it over there. And it kind of forgives all my sins. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really does. My plants look great. And if I forget to do it, or sometimes I'll be busy and I'll be like, you know, it's only once a week. So I can procrastinate. I'm like, shit, it's been 10 days. I'll start to see it, man. I'll start to see they're getting more sensitive to whether it's a pH issue or whatever. Uh, it seems like when I dump a once a week treat a recharge on there, they just grow better. Hell yeah. If you want to learn more, if you're synthetic or an organic grower, mm -hmm. anybody can use microbes in their grow to up their game. Uh, Dudegrows.com has a bunch of information to search recharge in the, the search bar. In Canada, you go to dudesworld.ca. You can hook it up. And also in the same store, if you're in Canada and you want to get Irie and plant some Irie genetics, we got dudesworld.ca forward slash Irie. I'm hooking the Canadians up. Uh, so check out what I got. More coming in all the time. Thanks to Rasta Jeff. Nice. Very cool. I kind of got a grow hack here uh, pulled over from DGC Mike McConnell. And this is on uh, over Patreon supporting the show. So it says, 
make sure to defoil your outdoor garden to accommodate proper air layering and those rainy nights coming during budding. So this is, I'm always complaining about. This is defoliate, just defoliate is defoliation. Talking about removing the leaves, getting a little bit of air. I pulled this one out as any hemp low, but uh, just get a little bit of air under there. So when the wind blows, it's not just, there's whatever, it, it moves and the bugs don't get on it, the powdery mildew doesn't get on it, and you don't have a ton of leaves laying on each other. Yeah. And then microclimates. Yeah. Problem spots. Okay, so here's the here's the interesting part. I didn't know a lot. I wanted to bounce off through. So take one cup, because I like when sometimes you don't have a grocery store near you, you just notice something, you're like, what do I have around me that I can use to take, take care of this problem? Um, so take one cup of vinegar, pour it into four liters of water. One cup of vinegar to a gallon of water. I like it already. Easy. Spray liberally, liberally between your leaves and on the buds alike after the dar- after dark and sleep soundly. So spray this after dark. Says the vinegar will flash off by 10 a.m., meaning it's, it's going to dissipate, leaving no scent. Plus, you get a small THC boost. Powdery mildew and bud mold have a very thin window for survival as far as pH is concerned. Vinegar being organic acid, it's too big of a molecule to fit through the vacuoles of the leaf, so no phytocellular toxicity will be a concern either. So it sounds pretty nice. I'm like, okay, if I just use one cup of vinegar per gallon, I'm going to get a THC boost. It's going to prevent PM and bud mold because of uh, this acidic pH on the leaf surface. What is this? Is there science to this guru or is this just I'm going to have vinegary buds? Um, uh, the vinegar is going to flash off. It's just like cleaning your house with vinegar. What do you mean by it flash is, off? Like uh, just, just a, it, 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 yeah. ev- it evaporates and will not be there anymore. Is, okay. is what that means. Uh, it it if is says sub- sublimate. You have to smoke. No, bro. it doesn't sublimate. <laughs> it, it'll just straight evaporate. <clears throat> but I mean, this is one of the things for PM you can have as like a tool in the toolbox if you don't have any currently going on. Um, it just uh, kind of falls in line with the other like cultural controls that you can have for PM. The number one thing is just keeping your environment in check, not having big humidity swings between day and night, and thinning out the plants so that you get proper airflow between them. You don't. So have this is oh, just changing the pH of the leaf surface. Like I've sp- I've sprayed pH nine water from the health food store, like the electro whatever light water, because I know when I spray pH nine. To maintain, I mean, it's doing that to maintain a little bit of PM towards the end of flower to make it go away, but it always come back. So that's, that a, that's a little bit different concept. Uh, so that's EO water or electrically oxidizing water um, where the pH has been changed in that through hydrolysis without adding stuff to it. That it. is acting like an ozonator where it has uh, an electrical potential to it or oxidative potential and it is able to break up organic molecules that way. Uh, if you did it with just pH water, um, you could get some small effect on the powdery mildew in the same kind of uh, mode of action that vinegar is, where it's just uh, making the leaf surface an inhospitable pH for the pathogen to be there. Um, I mean, this is really, it's just a tool in the toolbox for powdery mildew, and there's a lot of them. Um, but first and foremost, have your environment in check and not having big swings between day and night and thin those plants out so that you're getting proper airflow and then just try and not get powdery mildew to I mean, ever show up there. People tell me like that, and granted, you're talking about indoor growing, like outdoor growing, try not to have big swings and keep your, PM, your, your right. humidity in check. My humidity can be like at 89 to like 98% outdoors for like weeks. So and that's why indoor and outdoor bud looks so different. It's amazing when you take those outdoor genetics and just control every aspect of, of their growing. It's cool. Very cool. Another grow talk question. Are you ready? hundred percent hemp integrity farms. Where's our, te- our, our hemp farms, integrity footage guru. 
We visited a hemp farm. We got some footage to have some fun with. We'll have to, we'll have to get into that. I was actually playing around with that this morning. We'll right. get that out soon. All right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Real question here. This is... No, this is organic. All right. Organic PK Booster by Tree Smoker. So what's good, DDC? I'm back with another question. This time looking for a good organic PK Booster. PK is your prime... I call it your prime bloom nutrient, I guess. There's nitrogen, which uh, is responsible for well, green P growth, phosphorus, and potassium, which are what you want what you want to push when you bloom. Why yes, not? I mean, why do we see some that are just the phosphorus? Is that considered the most important part of the bloom nutrients? You know, when you see just a zero, whatever zero, as far as from phosphorus. Huh. I guess if you had enough potassium, I don't know why you'd want to specifically just I was thinking like about Bloom Booster, man, with the little like the one that, with the explosion cloud on it or whatever. Except for that, anyway. that wasn't uh, just a phosphorus fertilizer. That was like a zero fifty thirty. You're talking like cha-ching. I got like you. I got you. Or the powder sesame. That is crazy. Just a zero fifty thirty. Like think about like a zero four three or something like that. It's like ten times more powerful than. Uh, you know, even a normal bottle of liquid nutrients, maybe five to it 10. It just times. has 10 times less water in it. it yeah, it's efficient, It's all about right? the ratios. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never was against the powders back in the day. Just don't misuse that shit. All right, back to the question. So looking for a good organic PK booster, I switched to organic dry amendments from Meigs, Migs, M-E-I-G-S, fertilizer company out of Migs County or Meigs County, Ohio. Gotcha. Um, oh, nice. It goes nice backstory on the owner on their website. It's a cannabis specific fertilizer, which sometimes right then and there, I get a little weary. Like trying to make some more money for the same fertilizer that's for other plants too. Because, what about if that's uh, the only thing you tested it on? If you're like, yo, I'm blending this and I'm developing and I didn't bother to, you know, testing it on tomatoes or peppers. I tested it on weed. That's uh, like kind of like RX Green Technologies, I think, their backstory. Like, I don't think you'd use theirs on other products. It's weird. Anyway. Um, it could be great so marketing, been, too. Don't get me wrong. I've been told <laughs> fruit bat guano is an okay boost. Is there anything else I can use? Thanks to all the love and replies when I have questions. I always get answer. It's like a 24-hour growth store here. <laughs> nice. That's Let awesome. me feature soups if I can here. Um, first off, about the, uh, about the author, Tree Smoker, on the low in Ohio till we can come above ground because we got something to say about the weed game. Nice. Hey, can uh, I just ask you about the, yeah. what was it, guanos from fruit trees? Is that what it, was that what it said? Fruit bats. Fruit bats. So is that bats that eat fruit and poop out, pooped out fruit? Or what is that? Yep. And that'll, that's why it has a higher like P and K value to it because fruit has more pop, phosphorus and potassium in it. Think about it when we it's how we are trying to like why you use phosphorus and potassium in flowering in right. plants because it drives yeah. flowering growth. Uh, fruit is a flower from like a tree. So I'm glad I asked. I feel like I learned something there, Guru. Soup says, I recommend rethinking your approach to organics. Try to get out of the PK booster mindset and instead focus on creating a healthy, balanced soil. I've always gotten better results when I stop trying to tell the plant what to do and let her do the driving. I find organics work best when you focus on soil health and let the plant feed itself. Working on a building a balanced soil ecosystem so your plant has access to everything it needs. That's usually a lot more effective than trying to boss the plant around with things like PK boosters. 
Now that's for organics. I agree. You know, the best that you think about when I was at the Emerald Cup, how'd you grow that? Oh, just great soil and compost. And everyone was super proud of their soil. Uh, so for organics, the idea is to have a fertile soil, which is a soil that ha has all the nutrients that the plant needs. Uh, that's a lot different than synthetics where you're starting with an absolute inert soil and you're responsible for putting everything in there. And I see the system on the picture of his, the Megs is two bags of veg grow and a bud bloom bag. Um, and then something called sugar shack when I'm using something new and I don't know if your genetics are new, like why not just see what you get with that? You know, I'd add some recharge to it, of course, but why don't, why not see Follow what you the get system. with yeah. that basic thing. And then next, so you have a basis and then next grow. If you want to add something, I'd say like, okay, build a soil's got uh, their build a bloom. That's a water insoluble build a bloom. Like I don't want to call it a booster, but it's for in bloom. Here's the ingredients here. It's a non-GMO micronized soy meal, micronized soft rock phosphates. Hey, micronized, me and Guru used to always laugh because a buddy of ours would always say, it's micronized. And it was, uh, that man, amazing. But Guru, micronized for this, I think I understand it, like soy meal and rock phosphate. You're just like basically like milling them down or whatever to super small particle size so they can be absorbed by the micro more surface area for the microbes to absorb it. Yep, exactly. Or the plants to absorb it too. Sure. Okay. Uh, also has water-soluble folic acid, water-soluble gypsum. Man, to be water-soluble, that is beyond micronized. That's like what, powderized? <laughs> I think it just means it's it's uh, melts in water, it dilutes in water. All right. And like horticultural Epsom. This has a 2105 MPK, and that's cool. This is soluble, so it's nice that you can water this in if you're in it where you think you've ran out of your... Some people get right. to a point where the plant eats everything in the soil. But uh, yeah, check it out on buildasoil.com. Nice. I'm gonna go over to the pros list here, dogrows.com forward slash pros. If you're shopping for your grow, you wanna hook up, all the coupon codes are listed there for you to vote with your dollars. And today, I wanna to feature AC Infinity. New pro, man. AC Infinity is it? You know how I knew they were a pro? They sent us a pallet of stuff. They dare guru to grow. <laughs> no they sent us some stuff for guru uh some fans and some filters and i will say the fans have little controls i'm used to uh the old can fan style but these have like like digital controls are just really nice uh they're fancy man really nice and the filter is small i only got the two by four but the filters are way smaller than they used to be yeah, small we'll and light. So pretty cool We'll have a whole kit. We'll have a report. I want the report from Guru. I've never had my hands on one of these tents, but they got some nice looking tents. Guru, you're running the five by five. I have the five by five. I'm very. I'm actually uh, my HLG Scorpion Diablo is getting here on Friday. So uh, by the end of the weekend, I will have this grow all set up and ready to go. Nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, check them out. I'm gonna try and have that full setup soon. Where I'm gonna give. We're gonna give away the whole, whole grower setup. The tent. We have a fan. We might get a light in there. I think we'll have a light in there. Some nutrients possibly as well. Hey, we'll throw some grow dots in there as well as there some recharge go. and have a whole grow system from the next Patreon giveaway. Guys, so stay tuned. Check out AC Infinity though. Coupon code DUDE will help you out at checkout and all the other pros, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. Nice. Done like uh, a pro, dude. Done like a pro. I <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what's going on in the grows, man? Uh, so JR is going to take my grow instead of what's going on in my grow. He'll be going again shortly. Uh, but what about your grow, man? You said you, I was there. You had some nice looking autos. I hadn't seen, 
I've seen nice looking autos, but even right. JR was impressed with a couple of them being like, damn, okay. Yeah, okay. These, these are legit. The only problem is they're all very variable. You know, they are, there's a few really legit ones. I don't know, probably can't see them all that well, but it's Frosty Bud that I would smoke. And it was really easy. You know, this was, uh, I'll give another plug. This was a Grow Dots experiment. These have 34 grams, basically two tablespoons in a three gallon. Mm -hmm. And I did have a problem watering these, man. I did a bad job watering them, which probably I imagine they might be a little bit bigger. But the next time I do them, I do them in one of these, man, which is uh, just a five gallon bucket. I noticed the uh, just the overall health of them so much better in a five gallon bucket. I'm able to keep it evenly moist. And yeah, yesterday I took some edibles and I came home and I was ready to just hang out and have some a nice time or whatever, just chill. And I walked in the grow and I remember I'd been stalling out trimming these things forever. I wanted you to see them. And then uh, uh, I just was like, oh, when dude goes home, I'll, I'll trim him after that. And then day went by or whatever. So yeah, I ended up trimming for about three, four hours last night. It wasn't bad. Unplanned. I've been there when you have like, oh, not that I don't, I mean, your grow doesn't wait for anything, but you think you can relax and then you all of a right. sudden forget, oh my God, I totally have to do this pest treatment today or something. Yeah. It's, it's nice to be in that grow. So you got them all trimmed up. Like that's your, man, you haven't grown autos that many times. I guess I'm going to have to pull the trigger. Look, I have the haunting pack right here of Mephesto Walter White. Still. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> those are not, you cannot plant those. Those are a souvenir at this point, right, man? You cannot plant those, man. They will be planted eventually. They're no, they won't. looking at me. No, um, let's throw in here what uh, JR's got going on in his growth. Check it out. It's time to get into grows. Instead of our grows, we're going into JR Tolkien's grow, because why not? JR's here hanging out in studio and Absolutely. always go, growing some dank. Um, and yeah, you got an interesting, I'm gonna call it a little bracketed grow project coming yeah, up. Yeah, we got some big announcements. We're working with some of the breeders. Um, we're working with uh, Rasta Jeff from Irie Genetics. I love that guy. We're gonna be working with Brad from Raw Genetics. I love that guy. And we're gonna be walk, working with Two Tone Willie from Two Tone Genetics. What the hell, who the hell am I supposed to root for here? I know. <laughs> I, have to, I have to recuse myself. Yeah, okay? all DGC, right? Wow, man. What do, what do you mean brackets, man? So basically what How we're going to do this? is we're going to take uh, a pheno from each breeder, two phenos each. Okay. So it'll be a total of six phenos. Same strains, two phenos. Uh, different different strains. Oh, okay, okay. All different strains. So we got six strains going six on Six different varieties. And so then we'll do a bracketed system like a madness, March Madness type thing, where the first will be, does the seed crack? Second will be, does the seed sprout? Third will be, what's the sex? Does it a male or female? Sure. And then we'll do, is it stable? And then once that's happened, we'll do a judge. What is, wait, touch on what is, uh, is it stable? What are you, what are you? Well, when you start flipping the flowers, sometimes you'll start seeing herm traits. Hermaphrodites. Okay. And please, so if there's please. any herm traits, they're out. And so then it'll whittle down to the very end, and then we'll do a judging based on taste, smell, effect, and all that stuff. And then kind of say, which one is my favorite? So it'll be a cool little grow off experiment. We'll show everyone from cracking the seed to the very end of flower, how to go through that whole process and, and uh, try to find those winners. Cause I think that's the joy of cracking seeds is you're looking for those winners. I like to call them unicorns myself. Unicorns, yeah. <laughs> and 
just just for fun, what your brother RJ is that right? Yeah, RJ Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he sounds rich. Uh, anyway, man, hook you up with uh, this cherry paloma, which I think your brother RJ maybe sent me some cherry paloma. So I don't know. Somehow I magically got cherry paloma. Yeah, I thought it was CBD weed, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, it was so fucking strong. It was one of those weeds that I had a. I didn't wait, but I should have waited till after work to smoke it. Yeah. I remember I was like, ah, bullshit, man. Yeah, weed's weed. Right. And I was like, fuck, I don't don't want to smoke this weed at work. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, man, that's cool. Will you give me a little rundown on it? Because I hope I get to grow that girl. Yeah, this is yours. This is yours. And it's a cherry (laughs) paloma from Raw. Um, It's a... Hey, that speaks volumes already. I will say... Brad has frosty weed. He's got really good he, he access is that, to genetics. Yeah, and, but he's you know, into that frost, man. Yeah, that shit looks good. It does look good. Yeah. Like he's got. I got one of his jelly pies that we're I'm running right now, and it's probably the most photogenic weed I've That's ever. I mean, shot. it's pretty. It's just beautiful looking, beautiful. And this uh, cherry paloma, it is a Tropicana cookies by Georgia Pie, and it's Femme project, and it's the first time I've ever ran Femmes because. You know, kind of back in the day, they were known for not being super stable. So, so you're saying herms, right? Yes. Yeah. And is that bullshit though, or is that real? As far as them herming all the time, it, it's every no matter. I mean, even the guys who do line breeding, right? You still have a potential for herming, even in photo period plants that are just male because and female. It's, just because it's not natural, you're it's literally taking part, the pollen of of the same plant and and pollinating the same plant with it after you tricked it to make pollen. That's just because that's not naturally the way things go. Right, right. Potential for well, problems. yeah. Like I think Jaron said, there's you're not carrying those chromosomes over, right? So it's a fem, sure. It's a fem on fem. Yep. Project. No male chromosomes. Whatsoever, right, yeah. right. And so um, I, back in the past, I was always afraid of stability, so I never ran films. These are the first films that I ran. Totally stable, no I problem. I had no problem with them. Look, it, I, uh, Rasta Jeff hooked me up with seeds, yeah. half a dozen packs. And the only, I didn't even care what they were. I took the fems. Yeah. Because I'd rather run whatever this is, five, six right here and get six plants or five, you know, whatever the hell Females comes up. Females that you can choose them. Yeah. Yep. I yep. mean, how many times have we done a pack of seeds and come up with like nine males. You Dude, know? Don't even get me started. There's fucking seeds on this board because I had a male autoflower <laughs> and I didn't call it your room. Hey, no, just a couple plants. I mean, yeah. I, dude, I should have caught this in time. Yeah. It well, looked like I caught it in time. Let me, let me, <laughs> yeah. I want to give you like the top <laughs> three that come to mind when I want to know about a grower. One, what are your lights, bro? Got to know what the light is. Oh yeah. I'm doing the HLG 600 R specs. I just got those into the uh, flower room. And I'm telling you, the health of the plants when you transition from veg to flower, Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you put them under those intense uh, um, high-pressure sodium lights, man, it beats them down a bit. And then they kind of come back and get going. With the LED, they make that transition very smooth, I noticed. And there wasn't, it wasn't so hard. I had problems with that as a grower going from, because T5s were extremely popular for veg lights because they're low profile. Yeah. But taking the T5 babies to HID. Yeah. um, Or even LED, there would be a definite holdup. Okay. So we've got our lighting down, horticulture lighting groups and badass LEDs. What nutrients do you use? Um, I use a combination of salts and organic biostimulants. So I have a blend of stuff that I use. Nice. Like I use the Fox Farm. Um, uh, Big Bloom. Big Bloom. I like that product. Um, I use Recharge, of course. Whoa. <laughs> right. And um, I use Pure Bend Pro. Uh, 
Pure, Pure Blend, Blend Pro. Pro. What is that, Botanicare? Yeah, that is. And it's like their, uh, it's, it has a little like, NPK, but it's, it's very potatoes. Yeah, it's like. But it's very organic. It's very, got tons of humic It's a in lot there. of fermentation yeah. type yeah. stuff. And, and um, the other part of it that I use is insect frass. And I also use um, um, liquid karma. The insect frass, which is a fish emulsion type product, will take me to your media. So, what's your media, and is that, are you incorporating insect frass in it, or you're watering insect frass in, I, I or tea. top dressing? I do like okay, quick tea. teas. Um, like I'll do big bloom insect frass and recharge, nice. and I'll let that go for about sure. let that go for a couple hours, you know, circulating, and then I water in. Those are my like okay. teas. Nice, and they're quick teas. They're not. You're not like it takes longer to establish a strong fungal dominated tea um, but these quick teas with the bacterias man they fucking yeah. they take off quick and they do they work. work they work they well do work. yeah don't that many bacteria media there. uh media i'm doing the fox farm uh, uh happy frog okay and that has a lot to do with my physical limitations if i had my choice i'd be doing a coots mix making a, your own blend with a gnarly barley but i got like 13 10 gallon pots of soil and so for me to mix soil and then manage all it's laborious that, man it's, it's too yeah. it's a little too much so i do bag soil because of ease of use i was playing around with those real buckets because i wanted to try to give the easiest way for someone to grow whether they're in a wheelchair or they broke their leg yeah that was something where it's really so it's it's interesting and i'd love for you to elaborate on that or uh, your system just because it's you can't go running all around and grabbing you know uh, mixing your own soil and yeah all that stuff i have helpers i mean i can't the whole process is a little physically more than i can sure. do so i, I really so. rely heavy on uncle jim uncle hey, jim hang on legit shout out to, to uncle, uncle jim. jim right on yeah right yeah. on yeah, he's the best. So, like, when I'm doing my transitions from veg to flour, going out of two-gallon pots into ten-gallon pots, right? He's the one who sets them all in the trays and gets them all ready and stuff like that. Sure. And, and that's what you do: two gallons to ten gallons. I go, I go from the cloner into two gallons, right? Because they take off and they're not restricted like in a solo cup. Sure. They just boom, they take off, and then I go from a two-gallon into a ten-gallon pot. And I run that ten gallon and, soil through flour, and so you flip right away, two gallon to ten gallon, ten gallon. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of uh, time it with the uh, uh, Fox Farm uh, soil. It has enough nutrition to hold it with water only for right. these two waterings. Yeah. So I hit it with those two waterings while it's still in a veg state. As soon as I know that it's ready for food, I start hitting it with the bloom newts, and I flip the flour. Geez, that's fast, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I would say within 10 days of getting into the flower room, I'm flipping. Okay. Oh, it's okay. It's yeah, okay. No, that yeah. sounds good. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, because I'm watering like in the beginning, it's every four days. And I do like two water only. Shameless plug, man. I'm going to do it. Yeah, grow dots. I'm going to do an experiment for me, man. I am. You're doing one. You're, I'm going to do a side do one, by side. What, one five gallon, gallon, 10 gallon? 10 gallon. Well, there it'll we start go. from the cloner. Uh huh. It'll go into the two gal. And then they'll go into the tingle just like every other plant is. There'll be a side by side of the cherry paloma uh, with the grow dots and how my system. I is. love it. That's why I love the DGC, man. Give me some real info, yeah, brother. Yeah, I'll let you know. I appreciate Excellent. it. Dude, the grow sounds happy as hell. I mean, all the microbes have been kicking in there. So, yeah, thanks for the update, JR. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Tight work, man. All right, you got to come back. What in ninety days? I need a report. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be breaking it down on YouTube. 
Instagram, and Cannabuzz. You Come can, on, give Cannabuzz yeah. a real shout out, man. We love Cannabuzz. Cannabuzz is my company, and uh, it's a social media app. You can find it on your phone. And it's just a community of people who are uh, like-minded stoners. Yes. I love it, man. It goes very well with the DGC. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I appreciate the support from the DGC. Uh, a lot of DGC are on Cannabuzz, and I do. Yeah. I, I appreciate that 100%. Absolutely, man. Hell yeah. Tight work, brother. Thanks, brother. Very nice. Very nice. Having people in the studio being in person, that was, that was, that was awesome. I had a good time. Don't have to fight through the screen. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so who, who's out there slinging up recharge, man? Who's got the microbes today? Support your local hydroponic store, people. Absolutely. Support the mighty hydro in San Diego, California. And Guru, why did you write Whale's Vagina? Is that a Ron Burgundy that reference? Is, that is a Ron Burgundy <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, shit. Stay classy, uh, San Diego. You guys had a good time today. We helped you grow, helped you enjoy the show. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Bring it on over. Be a DGC producer. And let's shout out to some of these producers. I want to start it off, Scotty, first. I'm going to shout out to your mom. You know, she, without her, I wouldn't even be here, brother, you know? Like it. And real deal out of Richmond, who you got? Oh, now I feel bad for bro, bro. I feel, I feel like I came on too heavy, man. So I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was just having fun, grow, bro. You, you're still a grow, bro. Uh, Paul Blart for president. And remember the mall cop? <laughs> Weave titties on point. <laughs> no one needs no explanation, right? Yardy Vineyards, what's up? And Sticky Mitts Cannabis. All right, Red Terror 525 and MJ for days. What else? MN Newbie and Houseman 420. Quite a loud guy. <laughs> Plant that, dry that, smoke that. I love hit it. it. Yeah, yeah, hit it. All right, say hi to my friends. Until next time, we'll be coming at you. Peace out. Hey, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man sister, take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed.